the Blaze Sports Youth Lead podcast channel. Youth Lead is an initiative that helps athletes with physical disabilities succeed on and off the field of play through leadership, employment readiness, self-advocacy, and development. Hello, and welcome to Blaze Sports Youth Lead Episode 1 of Identifying Your Job and Career Path podcast series. This podcast will aid you on your journey from teen to young adult. I'm Courtney Dean, and helping me along this journey is my co-host, Ms. Amber Wiggins, and we're both <laughs> and we're both certified rehabilitation counselors. And what that means is that we help individuals with disabilities in finding gainful employment. Uh, both Courtney and I went to Georgia State University and got our master's in rehabilitation counseling. And what we do is we help you to determine what you're passionate about help you take the steps needed to get you on that path. Um, We work with you along the way. If there's ever a time that you're struggling or you need a little direction, we help step in and work with you and your employer um, to get everything smoothed out, make sure your accommodations are in place. And so we're doing this series with Blaze Sports because we're really hopeful that you guys will be able to use this information to really find out what it is you're passionate about and develop your career path. In this episode, we're going to discuss assessing your career or job interests and using the best and easiest tools to do it. Because we know it's really easy to get overwhelmed by all of the numerous options out there or on the internet and trying to decipher between, you know, knowing where to start or even knowing how to start or having this conversation at all. So the first thing we could even you know begin to think about is what was your childhood dream? My childhood dream, I wanted to be a pediatrician. I think I mm. figured that out when I was about eight years old. Okay. I knew that I wanted to help people and I liked working with kids. I, I babysat in middle school and I just knew that that was going to be the job for me. Um, what about you? What was your childhood goal? So mine, oddly enough, was being a lawyer. You could not tell me I was not going to be a lawyer. I was going to be somebody's attorney. Okay. And I guess it kind of came from visiting my mom a lot of times at one of her jobs where she was at the UA at a law firm downtown in Miami. And also my love of crime shows. So long Law and Order before we had SVU. Mm-hmm. Watching things like even the Twilight Zone and all of the investigation things like I always was questioning something and wanted to learn more about something or wanted to defend something. I wouldn't call it being um, some people call it being argumentative and aggressive. Really good at <laughs> debates. So all of those I just knew I'm going to be a lawyer. And I figured out about the age of I can say around like 6 or 7 for mm-hmm. me. Okay. So would you say that your childhood dream stayed the same or? Mine's drastically changed. <laughs> what about you? Uh, mine is definitely different. We're both counselors. counselors. <laughs> um, but I think that it was a really cool path that kind of got me there. Um, often your goals are going to change as you figure out what you like, what you don't like, what's realistic for you. Um, so I think it's kind of important to respect the journey. Yeah. Um, so 
how did you figure out your career path or what 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 got you from I'm going to be a lawyer to today where we're counselors? I would say all of my experiences added together. Mm-hmm. So from me being that little girl who was in jazz and ballet and tap, but who also wanted to be a lawyer, arguing with her dolls, her Barbies and her stuffed animals, to going to elementary school and being in after school programs, kind of like play sports, um, to, or being in upper bound, to going to high school and having different internships and jobs and then going to college and kind of seeing what was out there, doing and going to seeing the different clubs, not not clubs that you go to, but like school clubs. They still have those in college as well. And then just, you know, working a little bit and then, hey, you kind of figure out, I can take this from here and this from here and I can make something work. Like I want to fall in love with something. So tell me more about, you said that in high school that there were internships that you participated in. Um, Walk me through that a little bit. What did that look like? So, hmm. For me, my high school was a little bit different than other high schools. So I went to a high school of choice. I didn't go to my home high school. So you had to apply to get in. And at my high school, we had several different academies. So you had agri-science, you had finance, you had health, you had criminal, well, public service, which had two branches in itself. You had criminal justice or you had assist, uh, teachers assistants. You had IET for information technology. You had AITE, just a whole CMAT, construction science. You had a whole host of things. I applied for the public service criminal justice branch. And initially, the only reason I even wanted to go to the high school was because my older sister went there and graduated. But she was in finance, so that was neither here nor there. And I got in, and we talked about law, we talked about criminology, and then just the interest in criminology in itself, it combines law and psychology. But I never really knew that. Um, I just know I like crime shows, and this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I actually ended up getting in trouble in one of my classes and this man who I didn't know, he was a teacher at the school and he was over the psychology courses. And he came and pulled me out of class one day and told me, I want you to take my course. So I took his course, me thinking, easy A, why not? It was the best decision of my life. So I took that course and I found a way to branch the two. And From that day on, I told my mom, I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. I want to be a psychologist. And she wasn't happy with it because I kept always saying, since I was like six, I want to be a lawyer. And it was just what was right for me. So my senior year, we got all my credits done. So for your second half of the day, every day, you can either choose to do on-the-job training on JT, which is where you can go to an actual job facility and work and gain experience. Or you can do an internship and go to like a law firm and different things like that. But it had to be based on, like I said, your career choice of using public service. And I ended up getting accepted into um, a really great program with the Miami-Dade Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. And basically, I was a mini corrections officer. I still have my jacket and my ID to this day. And that was one of the best 
decisions and opportunities I could have ever had. Mm -hmm. I was able to visit all seven facilities in South Florida, from the um, the main jail downtown, the pretrial detention center, um, the boot camp. What I actually saw individuals who are my age and younger in these facilities, and the the um, the women's facility, and just being able to talk to the different corrections officers, being able to talk to the different um, the attorneys that came in sometimes to want to share knowledge, being able to talk to the different doctors and um, actual psychiatrists and psychologists on those psych ward floors and being able to talk to some of the patients because I don't like to call them inmates. Um, all of those different experiences kind of molded me mm -hmm. into getting ready to be on this journey of self-discovery into you know, going to college and majoring in psychology and going from there to working and going from there and then applying and finding the GSU program, which not only took um, the psychology portion in my experience, but also added that little flair of disability because when I was in college, my mom actually ended up acquiring a disability and can't she can't work anymore and hasn't been able to work since 2012. So being able to take all of my experiences and build upon that, and now I'm here, you're, the path kind of, you you don't determine your path all the time. So a lot of times, like we call it a journey. You just take the journey. What about you? Oh, kind of similar. So like I said, I knew I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to work with children. I wanted to help people. Um, I think that as I got into high school and I researched, you know, what the course load looked like uh, to become a medical doctor, the tests that you had to take, um, some of the responsibilities within the doctor's office or the hospital, I realized that I did not like blood. I did not like needles. <laughs> I did not want to be in school that long. Um, and it was the same for me. In high school, I took a psychology course. And it was just that introductory level course that really changed it for me. Um, I went on to get my undergrad in psychology and I worked. I worked in a day program for individuals with disabilities and it was one of the best jobs I've ever had. Um, I became very passionate about advocacy and I found the same master's program um, a little before your time, but I went through that and went on internship working for Georgia Vocational Rehabilitation, um, which also helps individuals with disabilities find employment. And I learned a lot about case management and um, how to work with individuals with accommodations. And it really just became a passion of mine. And somehow we both ended up here. Um, I think that a lot of it is really just the different stepping stones that we take. I can agree with that. Yeah, I think, you know, when you're trying to figure out what you're interested in, you look at what you spend your free time doing. You know, what, what are your favorite hobbies? What school activities do you participate in? What do you like? What do you not like? Um, Again, for me, like I said, it was just one psychology class in high school. Mm -hmm. um, once you've realized what your goal is, now you got to think about, well, how do we get there? Um, like you said, you knew you wanted to be a lawyer. Well, if you just look at that end goal, it can come off as really overwhelming. Um, I think you just figure out different ways 
that you can get there and, and realize that it's not one straight path. There are a lot of different ways that could still get you where you want to be. Um, you know, you would have to look into what type of certifications or licenses you would need, look into the different course loads it may take, what other jobs would be in the same field that you could work on in the meantime that would build you up for that career that you're looking for. Do they provide the necessary accommodations that you might need? Um, kind of just looking at all of these smaller pieces so that getting to that end goal isn't as overwhelming. I can agree with that. Now, for our listeners out there, we've heard you say job. We've heard you say career. Is there a difference? Are they the same? Do they kind of overlap? Like, what's the tea, Amber? <laughs> well, I think that they are often interchangeable, but I would argue that there are differences. To me, a job is more short term. Um, it's fast money and it's fixed. Can and when you give I, us some examples? Yeah, um, examples could be being a cashier in a grocery store. It might be working as a clerk in a library. It may be, you know, working at a movie theater, making popcorn and the snack machines, taking tickets. Um, a lot of them could be entry level positions, uh, office administration sometimes. Um, but I do want to say when I say fixed, what I mean is, is that a lot of times when you go into a job, where you go in is usually where you remain. There's not always going to be that room for growth. Mm -hmm. It's not always the case. There are great companies. You know, I mentioned cashier. You could work in a Publix starting out pushing carts or bagging groceries and work your way up to being a store manager or regional manager. There is a lot of room for growth. Mm -hmm. But when I think of a job, I'm thinking of something more short term that typically will stay the same as time goes on. Okay. When you're looking at a career, I see that as more long term. Um, like we've both been talking about, it requires a journey. It requires adaptation. Mm -hmm. um, and I really look at it as this, this bundle of, you know, other jobs that you've had in the past, your particular skill set, different experience, life experiences that you've had. Um, and the training programs that you go through and you put all of that together and that's what lands you into your career where you're flourishing and you have that room to grow. Um, and I know that can be overwhelming. You know, that that's a big statement. You know, what is it that I'm going to do for the rest of my life? And I've had a lot of clients and I'm sure you have too that come in and say, I have no idea what it is that I want to do. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what I want to be. Where do I start? Give me an idea. Um, so Courtney, I know that you work a lot one-on-one -on -one with clients in doing career interest inventories. So maybe you could share with our audience, you know, what that is and what it looks like. So that's actually a great segue because in a great place to start, start at the beginning. So with career interest inventories, they're basically surveys. And in these surveys, they ask you short-ended or open-ended response questions and or phrases that they give you that you can just respond yes or no, or on a scale of one to five, you choose 
you know, one being I, I really don't like this and five being I, I really do like this. And at the end, it gives you a, not a score, but it gives you a host of letters and or numbers and which correlates or responds to a cluster. And what this cluster is, it's nothing but a grouping of different careers or jobs that you'll be good in based off your responses. So what I tell, you know, clients that come in, hey, I don't know what to do. We've all been there. We thought we wanted to be a lawyer and pediatrician. Look right. at us as counselors. Right. So it's okay knowing that you don't know where to start. Some people are already have it in the mind. They do know where to start. That's great too. But what this does is it kind of helps us flush it out. And so I always say answer this survey honestly. <laughs> Excuse me. Answer this survey honestly because it's really going to give you a look into yourself that you've never known before. So one of the main ones that a lot um, of other surveys have built upon is Holland's typology. Mm-hmm. And he based it on a, a model called RIASEC. And RIASEC means nothing but it's an acronym for the R is realistic, the I is investigative, the A is artistic, the S is social, the E is enterprising, and the C is conventional. And basically, each one of those are categories of which you can fall into. And you'll fall into multiple categories. Okay. So once you respond to this survey, you'll get all six letters, but it'll be in a different, you might have it in the exact same reset. You might have S-E-A-I-C. It all depends. So you can take the same survey multiple times and it might flip. You might have two letters that flip. So let's kind of break that down a little bit. Right. So for realistic, it just basically means that you like to work with animals, tools, or machines. Um, You generally kind of avoid activities like teaching and informing others. Um, Let's see. um, Some careers that you might want to be a mechanic. You like working with your hands, like real life activities. Um, For being investigative, you like to study things. You like to solve problems. You're very analytical. Um, You like science. You generally avoid leading and selling products or trying to persuade people. You like to get straight to the point. It's either A, B, C, or D. Right. They're not two choices. Not between C and D. You're straight to the point. And you're very precise. Um, in this one, you can be a biologist, a researcher, things like that. An analysis. An analyst. Mm-hmm. For, for A, you have artistic. It's one of my faves, personally. So I'm going to bias on this one. Mm-hmm. You like to do creative activities. You like art, drama. You might like sports. Um, craft, dancing, music, creative writing, you just let that creative side flow. So you might be good at, you know, being an art teacher. You might want to be or own your own little um, art gallery or things like that. For social, you like to do things like help people. So maybe that's teaching, maybe that's being a coach, maybe that's nursing or giving that first aid or being a pediatrician like we discussed earlier. Mm-hmm. So you're very helpful, you're friendly, you're trustworthy. And for enterprising, you like to persuade people. You like to sell things. You might be great at, if your school is having the chocolate sale, you might be the top salesperson. <laughs> you might want to sell cars, things like that. Mm-hmm. And for um, C, you have conventional, you like to work with numbers. You're really good with record keeping, machines to set, you're very orderly. So you like things done in a certain order. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, that's just to break that down a little bit further. So it sounds like, it's honestly just giving you some 
different career fields that match your interests. Mm -hmm. um, which like we said, that's all about discovery, putting yourself out there, figuring out what you like. This kind of tailors it to, okay, you're saying that you like the arts, you like drama, you like helping people. So when they put all that together, they're showing you job descriptions for, you know, being a school teacher, being a counselor, mm -hmm. you know, being someone that's in the medical profession giving back. It's really just giving you different options that are out there that might fit the interests that you're selecting. Mm -hmm. So what it's basically doing is it's taking your personality, mm -hmm. so your hobbies, things you like, you, and it's looking at environments that you'll be successful in and you add those all together and it's going to equal how you will be functioning in that job. So if you have a job where, let's say, I love animals. Mm -hmm. That's all I want to do. But instead of going to work with animals, I'm going to go work at a bank. I really don't like, you know, I'm really nervous around people. I'm really shy. Will I be successful in that field? Maybe not. Opposed to me going to volunteer at my local community animal shelter and getting gainful experience that way. Will I be successful doing that? Nice. I mean, these are all different things to look at. Um, and like we said, we will have these resources provided in the links. Um, now, is this the only personality assessment available? There are hundreds. Okay. And there are plenty that you can take for free online. Do you know any? You want to add to the list? <laughs> I know that there's a strong interest inventory mm -hmm. and a career assessment inventory, which we use at our office. Mm -hmm. It's much like the Myers-Briggs. Um, however, it's more condensed. It's a little shorter. So um, we're able to use that in an office environment without, you know, someone having to answer over a hundred questions. Um, but they're definitely great things to check out. Really, maybe just to get your, even if it's just to get your brain flowing, saying, okay, I never thought about that, but I might be interested in that. Let me look into what being a school teacher entails. Mm -hmm. Let me look into what becoming a veterinarian looks like. Um, so I really appreciate that. that those, that's some good information. Uh, just to recap kind of what we've covered in this episode, honestly, it's really just about figuring out what you like. What are you passionate about? Again, putting yourself out there. Not every experience is going to be a successful one. I think that that's important to point out. It does not mean that it's a failure. It's just another stepping stone pointing you in the direction of where you should be. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really feel like when you take the time to figure out what it is you enjoy, it becomes much better a success rate of you being in a field that you can flourish in. Because like you said, if you can enjoy what you're doing, you're more likely to be successful at it. Mm -hmm. um, so really, I think that's all we have for this first episode. Yep, to just also understand it's a journey and no journey is just straight path many winding roads sometimes you might have overlapping trees might block the sun but just keep going but thanks for listening in our next episode we're going to continue to help you plan for your future by help you think about setting goals and making a plan 
If you would like to see some of the examples we talked about today, for some of the inventories we discussed, just check out the links in the description. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. See you next time.